1: Hey guys, welcome to Marriage Martinis. I'm Adam. Here is Danielle. Hi. (laughs) How are you feeling? Drunk. Yeah. (laughs) Are you? Yeah. I was going to be mad at you because, as usual, you took way too long to get this started. And so, of course, you said, I'm going to shower. So I said, okay, I'll pour a drink and then I'll wait till you're done. And here we are two hours later.
2: No, I didn't even do my hair or anything. So okay, sorry.
1: but you made me wait to start recording.
2: Well, we we had some wine last night. We watched Defending Your Life with the Kids.
1: If you have not seen that movie.
2: I hope there aren't people who haven't seen that if movie. If you
1: have not seen that movie, go stop. Don't stop listening to us, but after you're done, go watch this movie.
2: I, I was happy. I when, you, when we put it on, it was a crapshoot as it always is. When we put on movies that we've watched that we love and we want our kids to see but we put this movie on and the kids really liked
1: it they did i was pleasantly surprised yeah i was so excited for them to like it Mm -hmm. because how could you not like this movie well except that it's so dated you know what i think it holds up i mean there's a lot of 90s going on in there but
2: i guess the idea of heaven being somewhere you can like it's not heaven it's purgatory. Uh, but it's heaven to me. I would stay there for <laughs> it, the rest of my it life. It is heaven, but it's No not. calories is heaven to me. It holds up in any situation. Right. But yeah, that was nice. And and it was enjoyable. Like I, we were drinking wine and um, the kids, all three kids were like watching it and asking us questions and enjoying it. And those were like the quarantine moments that I'm like, okay, this, maybe this isn't so bad.
1: <laughs> I think it's possible. I'm not sure. We may have opened a fourth bottle <laughs> last night. See, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't, we didn't, we barely touched the fourth, but right. I think we opened it.
2: I feel like we've been semi-responsible with the drinking.
1: Yes. What do you mean?
2: Just that we're not drinking every day.
1: No, we're not drinking every day. I can't.
2: But when we're drinking, we're drinking.
1: Yeah, well, um. Well, we asked a lot of questions to our Instagram community, and if you're drinking more, if you're not like I think we're we're definitely drinking more, but we're not drinking every day, like you just said, but when I do, even if you're not like if you go to bed,
2: you're drinking a lot more than i am. I am,
1: but <laughs> I can't just like have a glass of wine and be like, "Okay, I'm good, I'm going to bed, like I'm a bottle and a half in if I'm drinking,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I can't not I can't drink less, I can't drink more." It's a bottle and a half, and then...
2: And it's hard to convince yourself not to because, like, you're not driving. You're not even Ubering anywhere. You're not even going anywhere in public. Granted, I have text messaged people drunk and embarrassed (laughs) myself. I
1: I am fully aware.
2: Yes, (laughs) uh, more than once. But at least I'm not going out in public and embarrassing myself. So, like, there's very few reasons to convince yourself not to do it right now.
1: Well, yeah, because, you know, when it
2: comes. Obviously, unless you know that you have an issue and then you're not. doing. Uh, of course. It.
1: Yes. But. You know, under normal circumstances, you know, if it's the weekend and I know it's, you know, tomorrow is Saturday and I don't have to worry about anything or it's Sunday and I'll, you know, I'll drink that bottle or the bottle and a half. But like now it's like I have nothing to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If I laid in bed all day, what, what, what did I not do?
2: Well, you've had a, you've done a lot of podcast work, but you've been able to drink while you're doing it.
1: Yeah, I've been very busy with the podcast. Extremely busy. Like, you know, luckily I'm way too ADD and type A to just if I had nothing to do, I I I don't know what our situation would be. I'd be out of my mind. Like, and you know that. Like mm-hmm. I it, when this whole thing first started, you know, I was just pacing around the house. And do you remember that? Yeah, like you were you would, a, lur- a lurker. You would, you would look over and I was there. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what are we doing? What do you want to do? And, mm-hmm. But uh, we switched over to a new podcasting hosting company. So it took a lot of work, a lot of days, a lot of hours for me to get this. All, but I had to go through every episode, get it all ready. So I had a lot going on. So at least that kept me busy. And also because of my business... We're closed right now. A lot of you know that I'm in retail, but you know I'm in a family business and we're not essential, so we can't be open. So I'm prepping to be ready for when we're allowed to be open because I think a lot of people are going to still be like, hey, I like this delivery thing. I like this curbside pickup thing. Maybe I'm not going into stores. So I've been working on the website for our store just to make sure product is on there for people to be able to go on and shop because now they're used to just Sitting home.
2: I think a lot of things are going to change in the future as far as like convenience goes. I think a lot of people are, are realizing now that in so many ways, the stuff that we're doing all of a sudden working from home, like whereas before you would feel guilty for taking, quote unquote, a day off to work from home. You know, if your kid was sick, I think now people are realizing or I'm hoping that companies are realizing that this is totally doable. Like, If your kid is sick and you need to, that shouldn't count as a day off. You're still home doing work and it's like, companies are still thriving even though people are not coming into like the brick and mortar place of
1: business. Yeah, but it's unfortunate because, you know, brick and mortar business is kind of the backbone of our economy and it's sad and that's what I'm in and that, you know, so that's been my stress through this whole thing about, we'll get into a lot of that coming up soon in the episode, but... A lot of it, you know, uh, everybody was kind of gearing towards shopping online anyway. That's why Amazon is what Amazon is, because people like it. We're no different. You know, even as an owner of a brick-and-mortar business, we're still Amazon online shoppers. But um, I think people are more now engaged with, I mean, how many people are going to go to grocery stores anymore now that they know Instacart is a thing, where they didn't before, or... Other businesses who are local businesses who were now yeah. delivering and doing curbside. I'm not
2: talking about retail. I'm talking about, you know, people who work in finance or people who work in industries where you're going and then you're sitting in a cubicle doing your work. But then if you need to work from home one day, it sort of counts as a sick day or, uh, you know, if you're like taking. Okay. I'm talking more about the, the businesses that People always said you need to go into work. I'm hoping that now it's going to be working from home is going to be a lot easier to convince your, you know, the upper management, the bosses that that's what you need to do.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine there's so many jobs. Like if we're not talking retail, if we're not talking, you know, food industry, you know, like those kinds of corporate type jobs. Like why do you need to be in an office? Well, I think that's what a
2: lot of people are realizing right now. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's so funny how you know back in you know the '80s or the '90s, you know, cubicles were the thing for office jobs, and then you know, company you know, companies like Google or whoever, you know, like they got rid of cubicles, they made it real relaxed, and like I feel like cubicles are going to come back now because you need the separation in case Maybe. It Maybe. <laughs> you sneeze. Oh right. will go across right. day, like cubicles are going to come back.
2: Right. Um, but I I wanted to just. I don't, it's so hard to navigate right now what to talk about, right? Because usually we talk about aspects of marriage or parenting or life that right now sort of seems irrelevant in what in the state of what's going on. Like, do people really want to talk about, you know, we've done a lot of episodes that we've pre-recorded that I'm like, does anybody care now? So navigating what to put out is much harder right now
1: yeah realizing what's relevant yeah and, and i mean do you want to hear another quarantine podcast or like you know that's all we hear about well on the news. more
2: medical like i don't want to you know i yeah and i watch a ton of news right now yeah, i know yeah yeah it's awful so i just wanted to do a catch-up episode where we sort of check in with everybody um we did a bunch of polls that i'll talk about and just to sort of like you know, a connection of we're all dealing with the same thing. And that is one one thing about this crisis that is different than so many other crises when you have, you know, a, a an earthquake or, uh, you know, stuff that happens in an actual, like, location. This is all across the country, all across the world. Everybody's dealing with it. So we're all sort of feeling similar things. So I thought... If we just do a rundown of where are we right now, that would be good. Okay. Yeah. So I asked you a bunch of questions. Um, I said, what has been the hardest thing so far about quarantine?
1: Well, uh, for me, not working. I mean, that's the hardest thing.
2: Not going to work.
1: Not going to work. Not, I don't, I haven't had an income in two months. And so I'm very stressed about that. I'm very stressed about what work is going to be like when we reopen, what business is going to be like. So on my mind is just making sure that what can I do to make sure that when we go back to work, it's, you know, back, back to my everyday routine, back to doing things the way that I knew how to do them. Do I have to navigate to a new route of doing things differently now, like I was talking about? Do I need to offer more curbside and more deliveries? Are things going to change when things are quote unquote normal again? You know, Mm -hmm. so the hardest thing for me has just been, you know, work related. Like so many of you guys out there, you know, so many people out there who, you know, the unemployment rate is just beyond right now. So it's, it's kind of the same thing that everybody's going through. What's work going to be like when we get back to work? Mm-hmm. So that, so that's been the hardest thing that I've been dealing
2: with. The unknown.
1: Well, th- not, not just the unknown, but how to, um, it, it's kind of like, kind of cool. Like on one level of like, how can I restructure my business to change with what I think is coming, you know? So that's been kind of fun for me actually. Cause I love doing the online stuff. I love the website stuff. I love doing that. But the unknown, I guess, being, well, am I going to come back into business at 60 percent, 70 percent? You know, what, like, what's it going to be like when I open day one compared to when I closed, you know, three mm-hmm. months ago?
3: Right.
2: Yeah. I just said not for me, not a moment of being alone.
1: <laughs> OK, so you took it to uh, to there.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's been the hardest thing for me is literally I'm used to as a stay at home mom. Um, I am used to having time alone. Like Mm -hmm. literally, I mean, I have the dogs here always, but literally like at least a few hours at a time where, you know, I just, I sit down on the couch and I'm like, holy shit. There's like nobody here, nothing, you know, nobody asking me for things. And our kids have been phenomenal through this, but I am for sure like the one who's getting the brunt of the, you know, I can't sleep or I need a snack or I can't open the milk or
1: all these. Little, um, I don't agree oh, with really? you. I think the sleep thing. Yeah, yes. that's huge. It is huge. I'm not dismissing that in any way. But you are not getting the brunt of it's not this is not mommy, mommy, mommy time.
2: Right, you're right. I,
1: I think I'm hearing daddy. Yeah, you're more hearing daddy more often. than ever. I think I'm hearing daddy more than mommy.
2: Okay, calm yourself down. I, not no. the sleep
1: thing. You that that sucks. <laughs> I don't want that. I, right. I get it, but it's
2: not just sleep. It's from nine o'clock on. It's like the I hear our kids screaming in the basement during Fortnite or whatever he's playing, and I'm the one who goes down and is like, "Okay, no, this is not okay." Um. Yeah, but you are definitely more than ever a participant in, of like parenting, <laughs> I have to say. I
1: would agree with you. You are. You are, yeah. for sure. But I also, I just want to comment on what you said. I, I've never had that, that alone time feeling. Like, I don't have a day of alone time. I've never had—like, when I'm at work, there's no alone time. There's no—and I think now, more than ever, maybe I've gotten a little spoiled to some extra alone time— because I'm home, where you were saying, you know, you don't get it because you, you, you. When the kids go to school, you're alone. You have the dogs. You have like, so you're kind of used to that. But if I have like an hour out of the day, which I never had before, I appreciate it. You know, like that for me is, I never had this kind of alone time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I, 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 I really fucking like it. But now I'm so used to it, I get so mad when like. If I'm expecting some alone time and I'm getting called, Daddy, daddy, if you can do this, can do that, you know, like it's, it can get overwhelming. But I, I can appreciate the fact that you're used to alone time and now you don't have it.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of just, I think so many people out there can relate. There's a lot of just not a second of being by yourself. I mean, the privacy aspect, like, you know, I was sitting recording an ad for Vush, which is, uh, (laughs) I'm giving them a free shout out right now, but, uh, which is a sex toy company that I really like. And I'm, I very much, you know, uh, am an advocate of them and everything, but I don't know that I'm ready to like explain it to my 11 year old, And um, I was sitting down doing the ad and he comes over and I'm just like so used to being able to do that with nobody here. And he comes over and he picks it up. He picks up like this, the pink sex toy, which thankfully I had washed. He picked it up. He picked it up and he's like, oh, what's this? (laughs) Because I'm just not used to like people being in my business. You know, I'm used to being able to do that when he's at school or and he picked it up and he's like, what is this? And I had to be like, "Eh, it's a grown up kind of thing i'll tell you when you're a little older like an ear like an ear cleaner like an ear cleaner cleaner, cleaner. vibrating ear cleaner (laughs) um and he and i was just like i just said to him i was like it's something for adults i'll explain it when i'm older and luckily he was like okay fine i'm gonna go downstairs and play video games right but you know those kinds of things that i take for granted of like we are we have our business is a little, little more risque and we do some things that are not you know "Quote unquote," like four children, <laughs> and and now I have to sort of adapt to that as a explicit podcast who does explicit things on our social media channels and you know stuff that I don't usually think about and have to worry about.
1: Well, yeah, especially now when they're we're all just home, so it's hard for us like podcasting right now. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to plan this. We have to make sure you know our youngest. Uh, you know he he's upstairs or, you know, Ian is downstairs playing for like, we have to plan this out. There's no time that is easy just to be alone and do this. Right. So.
2: All right. Talk to me about your stress level and people at home. I want you to think about it. Like if you had to rate your stress level right now on a scale of one to 10, what would it be? And what are you doing to manage it? How are you managing it? You asking me? I'm asking you and I'm asking the people at home. Like, I want people at home to think about it too. Like, how often do we stop and say, okay, my stress level is actually at an eight, so I probably should be thinking about how I'm going to make it better. Okay. Or feel- my stress level's at a four. Wow, maybe quarantine's really working for me.
1: Well, I, I feel like my stress has been in like a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. I-, I have my ups and downs constantly. I mean, so we've been here for. What month is it? Is it May now? I think
2: we're at like 40, almost 50 days. Is it
1: really? Yeah. And they go so fast now.
2: Yes, You don't think so? I think they
1: go so fast. But I have days where I'm just like, okay, I'm good. Everything's fine. Like, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just going to relax today and whatever. And I feel fine. You know, I'm at a three or I'm at a four, you know. There's always in the back of my mind things, you know, with work and with, you know, home and you know I'm stressed about whatever, but, but I try to press it down, you know, like push it down into my gut. And, but then I have days like, and it could come out of nowhere where the next day I just wake up and I'm like, fuck everybody. Don't, don't look at me. Let me, I need to be alone. I need to rest. I need, let me just go binge watch something. Leave me the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. And it's, um. Not so much that like something changed so much from day to day. It's just a bizarre, weird levelness of my stress that just, is it like a bipolar thing? Like, I'm like, I'm good and God, then I'm not. No, and then I'm, it's like, a quarantine thing. I Like, but I'm trying to relate it to something that's understandable, you know, like... Like I'm, I'm good, and then I'm not, and then I'm good, and then I'm not. Like it's a roll, like it's literally just yeah, up and, and that's down. That's totally relatable. Is that nor- like I, yeah, normal I for never everybody? Know,
2: I never know how I'm going to wake up right now. Right, it's a crapshoot. Like, am I going to wake up? You know, and there was one day where we both woke up shitty. Yes, and that was, that a was terrible horrible. Day. <laughs> we both woke up, and I'm like used to you being the rock through all of this, and I woke up and I was in a terrible place, and I, and then you woke up and you were... You know, you came downstairs and you were in the same place, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like neither of us are capable of parenting today, (laughs) right? Like neither—just
1: one day. It's always okay. I (laughs) think
2: right now, it's all okay. What you're—if you are surviving and your kids are, you know, healthy and making it through—this does not define your parenting. Of course, yeah. This does not define you as a human being. This is. This is survival, and there are times when I go into my room and i um, I say to the kids, and I'm like, you know, you, I, I just, I need to be alone right now. Like, I need some time to.
1: <laughs> it doesn't come across quite that nicely as you're portraying it right now, right? But it's I, more I like, want get them- the fuck out of here. Yeah. I need to be the fuck alone. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I know. I've done the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> but no. Sometimes we need to just like, I don't know, for just. Holding back some days and just yeah. repressing the the anger and the all right. Frustration so if someone said stress, to you
2: right this second, what is your stress level one to ten? What would you say?
1: Today, right now, yeah, Uh probably like a six, right? Which is good. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. Okay. I'd say I I'd say on average I'm probably you know five six. Sometimes I'm three. Sometimes I'm nine. Sometimes you know. And you so, are not on
2: medication right now. I'm not right um which is impressive
1: i don't think i should be i don't think i need. No, you're fine yeah right
2: as, as a as a doctor
1: <laughs> i'm telling you well, okay. but you've seen enough doctors that you're kind of well yeah no i'm not i upped i upped my meds did you up it i did i didn't know that you didn't tell me that
2: i don't need to tell you that i did i upped my meds um
1: does it help do you think you notice a i don't know
2: not yet not yet it was just a few days ago um
1: well why no. why do you think you need to up your meds
2: Oh, I think my anxiety for not my OCD has not been bad, like considering what no. is going on. No, as somebody as a sufferer of OCD who like has had, I mean, hand washing things in the past where my hands have been blood raw, um, you know, and chemical things, me worrying about chemicals with the kids and, <laughs> you know.
1: Just just drink them, <laughs> you'll be fine right, from right. the virus. Right,
2: exactly. <laughs> Let's just ingest some bleach and right. it'll be all good. That's enough. That's enough of the political okay. stuff. So That's not political. Uh, all right. Okay, so I just, uh, you know, I, um, first of all, I have to play defense a little bit. I don't want to get to that point where I'm like, oh shit, I should have upped my meds. And also, like, I, I think that I, um, we have some added anxiety, which I would like to talk about if you'll let me. We have decided, well, I feel like we need to take a break, but we have decided something kind of big before this all happened and now it's sort of rolling into what's happening now. So let's take a break and we'll come back. back. Oh, wow. I'm
1: good. Yeah, that's a good. I'm so good. Okay. Right back.
2: This week is Teacher Appreciation Week. We have Mother's Day coming up, Father's Day, graduations. And even though we can't all be together to celebrate this year, doesn't mean that we can't do really special things for one another and show each other just how much we love one another. And Lovebook is the perfect item for this. Everyone has a unique love story. And Lovebook's book building system lets you tell that story by listing all those special reasons why you love a person. You choose a cover and edit the title. You make your characters look like you. You choose pages and personalize them. Love Book is fantastic for your significant other, but it's also good for all occasions. And with the kids home right now, it's also an awesome activity for them to do for their grandparents, their teachers, because you make these characters. They're so adorable. You choose body type, hairstyle, facial expressions. It's so creative. And of course, when I was making my book, I had to make it super inappropriate because that's who I am as a person. And lovebook just gives you the room to do anything you want to show somebody how you feel so if you head to lovebookonline dot com slash capital mnm and put in promo code capital mnm 20 for twenty percent off that's lovebookonline dot com slash capital mnm promo code capital MNM20 for 20% off. Go send somebody something really special to show them how much you miss them, how much you're thinking about them and love them today. I first learned about Greetable when last summer I was looking for something to send my daughter at sleepaway camp that wasn't too over the top, but just a little something that showed her that I was thinking about her and I loved her. And I went to Greetable and it's this online gifting company that makes it so easy for you to send unique gifts to people you love. And my favorite thing about Greetable is that you can personalize each one. You select a design, you add a message and a few photos of you or you and the person together, and then you choose which gift you want to go inside your gift box. The designs are so adorable and beautiful and it really is like sending somebody a little box of happiness. Once you do all that, Greetable hand packages your gift and sends it off. And here's the best part. It's totally affordable. You can send the whole thing for around $20. They have a huge selection of brand new Mother's Day cards designs. There's something for every woman on your list. Grandma, mother-in-law, your bestie's mom, who's like your second mom. And there's this Miss Your Face design, which is also perfect right now during quarantine to send some long-distance love. The little gifts you can pick for inside the boxes are so cute, from little candies to a pin, lip balm, the cutest little surprise. And it's also perfect for Teacher Appreciation Week, graduation, literally every occasion. And when you go to Greetable.com, that's dot com and put in M-N-M at checkout, you're going to get 15% off your first order. That's greetable.com, G-R-E-E-T-A-B-L. Put in promo code M N M for 15% off your first order. Go check it out. You're gonna love it.
1: All right, so that was some cliffhanger. So do you wanna Yeah, I first of all just said to
2: you, are we too drunk to be doing
1: this? I you know, I I said from the beginning, so I apologize up front. We're a few drinks in already and
2: right, but I feel like it's kind of relatable right now.
1: I right.
2: Yeah, like <clears throat> isn't up, everybody drunk right now? They should be. No, stop that. I hate when you say that. No.
1: Oh. You no. should not be. No. Oh, if, if sh- it's
2: a comfortable feeling for you. <laughs> um yeah, we so before this even happened, I we've spoken about how many times we've moved in the past and if you've listened to our keeping up with the joneses episode, you heard that Adam was obsessed with having this huge house. Um, And we really fought for like a year and a half over him having this house um, that he claimed was for us, but it was really for him. And it (laughs) caused a lot of distress in our lives, in in our marriage, and it led to a lot of financial difficulties for us. Um, We moved to a somewhat smaller house that's still pretty big and has a ton of landscaping to, you know, keep up with. Um, A lot of square footage. Let
1: me interrupt. The... The house that I wanted to buy, the big one that we built. So we built this enormous house that had nothing because it was just being built by you know by a builder. And so there's nothing there. There's no landscaping. There's no anything, and it's enormous. And we did like one room, and we're like, we can't fucking afford this. We need to go. Yeah, we couldn't furnish it. So let's let's find something that's just done, like beautiful, nice, done. We don't have to do anything. Well, we found this house,
2: and we did it a ton.
1: Well, we didn't do a ton.
2: It was covered in lace <laughs> when we bought it. It was a nursing home. Okay, but the landscaping whoever was done. The owned, pool was done. Whoever the- owned the house, but you still have to maintain that shit. Well, okay, but I wasn't thinking clearly then. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So we decided. You know, we've been talking for a while about downsizing and how much easier it would make our lives on so many levels. And we have three kids going to college. Hopefully, in the next you know possibly like 10 if years. college is open again. Maybe um you know uh, just a lot of things we we were traveling from the podcast i want to be able to go back to la we go to new york a lot and we were like let's just you you actually came to me one day and we're like Mm -hmm. we should sell our house Mm -hmm. and you i know what that took the courage that that took for you to say that to me
1: because
2: i every time we've moved my ocd spikes my anxiety spikes um I just fucking hate moving. I hate going to a new house. I could give a shit how big a house is. I just want to be able to enjoy life and spend money on the things I want to spend money on. I don't want to be house poor, which is what we have been for the last 5 years or 10 years, I should say. Um so you came to me, you said it, and I was like, "Okay, you know." Yeah, yes. you were very Well, thank you.
1: I like I I couldn't I can't even imagine how accommodating you were when you were like I understand Mm -hmm. I've always said
2: my famous phrase is always if he moves again he's moving alone right so a little bit I'm all talk because now I'm moving with you (laughs) thank you so um, I want you to come with me a little bit I have been like if he moves again he's moving alone and people are always like oh yeah you know that makes sense and I'm sort of like no, I really mean it. And now I'm like, well, I don't want you to move alone. I want to be with you. <laughs> um, especially since you've been my bitch through all of this. So I... I Goddamn. Especially... We're going
1: to get into that, by yeah. the way.
2: Okay. So we decided that we were going to move. So we put our house... This is all before the pandemic. This yeah. is what, like January? Mm, yeah. We put our house in the market. Um, first of all, the market in our area is not great to begin with. Um, we put our house in the market. We got a few offers. They were super low. We got one that worked. Um, and we said yes. No. Oh no! <laughs> it's all wrong. Scratch we, that. We
1: were very. We were standing at a very strict point of where we would accept and where we would not. And the offers that were coming in were below what we were willing to accept. So we were holding our ground. And then pandemic hits. And then we hear nothing. Obviously, nobody's going and looking. at Yeah, houses. we're like it's done. We're stuck here. We're done. Like it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And then I think about a month into this, we got a call from our realtor saying, there was a couple that came and they saw your house. They had to sell their house, they did. They're interested, here's the offer, no negotiation. So well below what we wanted. It actually happened to be what we paid for the house. So anything we did to the house is washed. Mm -hmm. Like, gut.
2: So, anyway, so we wanted to downsize. We had a house in mind that we were going to gut and renovate, which would have been, obviously, in a pandemic, a ridiculous situation. That fell through, which I was devastated about, because we just had a plan, and that's all I wanted. I wanted a plan. I wanted to know where I was going. I wanted to know we had a home. Mm -hmm. Um, originally when this happened, we were sort of like, well, if we have to stay with your mom a few months, that will be okay because, you know, it's the summer and the kids don't need to, you know, they're not in school anyway, or they're at sleepaway camp. Obviously now we can't stay with your mom. She's elderly and we don't want to put her at risk. So that all fell through. And I was literally mortified. I mean, I was...
1: Well, yeah, because we... Were for sure we were buying this house. Yeah, like for three. No, like for you two were months. for
2: sure. Well, for,
1: okay. So for two months we knew. Like I was in contact with the homeowner. There was no realtor involved. It was it was like a done deal. Mm-hmm. And then we last we knew was minute, it was just destroyed.
2: Yeah, he just basically his wife texted us and was like, not even that nice about it, no. and was like, was we're, not we're not moving. We're not right. moving. And we were like, what the fuck. Yeah. So now we're homeless in a pandemic. Our house is sold. Hopefully, we're still hoping that that goes <laughs> no, yeah. through. And we're like, we have nowhere to move. Yeah. So my best friend, when she was moving, she there was nothing for sale where she was. So she literally made up a letter and put it in every mailbox of a house that she was interested in in her area saying, we are moving. We want to be on your street. If you are interested in moving, please, you know, let us know and it worked someone emailed her and was like we're retiring we're moving um you know we want to work out a deal and she moved to that house so I said to you I was like because nothing is for sale in our area in our price range so I said to you because we're downsizing so you know and we and we're very limited we're very limited because our high school system is where uh you know it's a very small area that goes to my daughter's high school our daughter's high school nobody cares Okay, nobody cares. But we had to be <laughs> in a certain area. So I said to you, why don't we drive I don't you drive around. Yeah, yeah, we. I, was the, done. Yeah, the, I was like, you fucking deal with The it.
1: royal way where royal it's we. me.
2: So I said to you, why don't you drive around, put letters in people's mailboxes of houses that we might be interested in and just see what happens.
1: Yeah. So I I made up this little five by seven postcard. I had it printed at Staples and I went and picked it up. I put my my mask on. I went into the store, I picked it up, placed my order there. And I was
2: surprised they were open actually. Uh That's
1: well like they have borderline essentials. But they have essentials. They have home, they have toilet paper and you know they have so cleaning you. goods and they have,
2: you have paper towels and stuff. Yeah, I, The essential thing is a little bit. Yeah, it's a gray area. Yeah.
1: So I put these cards in these mailboxes just hoping to hear something finally i heard back from a few people uh two of which turned into nothing absolutely nothing and one but it does
2: go to show like go do that if you want to move you don't, you do, move, yeah. you don't it just the house doesn't have to be listed like go and fi- you know, take a chance
1: yeah people who are planning to list and are waiting this mm-hmm. quarantine out mm-hmm. would love to you know transact with you because Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Good word. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Like who wants to list a house and the people coming to their house right now? Like nobody. Of course not.
2: So this family was amazing. Anyway, we're at a point now where we we worked out a deal with them. We're in love with this house. It's adorable. It's like cottagey. It's everything we want. And so now I'm like, whereas before I was like staying up at late at night and all through the night saying, are we going to have somewhere to live? Now I'm like, please, 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 God, let this work out. Yeah. Like if we were... So the the stress level is definitely multiplied by all of this, but we need to do it.
1: Well, the worst part about it is that you and I went to go see the house. We met the owners. They were very nice and hospitable. amazing. And if if we were looking at each other the whole time, if we were going to ever build a house... It's this fucking yes. house. Yes.
2: We we literally were outside and I was like, okay, the outside is nice, but like what if the inside sucks and I don't we can't renovate right now and we walk inside and we're like looking at each other like is this for fucking real? Right. It's adorable and you know, we're still downsizing, but it's a great situation. But the whole
1: time we were saying like, listen, I, I- if if anything falls through, like let's not get upset. We know we just went through with another house. We have to like come down to earth and then, you know, just make sure we we know something can go wrong. But then we saw this fucking house. We're like, this is our fucking house. This is, this is where we need to so be. So now
2: my stress level is up again yes. of I don't want to lose it. You know, listen, it adds to everything else going on. I'm a little jealous of people who are just in their house and it works for them. And they're fine and they're paying their mortgage fine. And, you know, a- and everybody has their issue right now. And that's one of ours is that I'm sort of like, God damn, on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. And nobody, we didn't know this was coming. So I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming me. I'm just, I, we didn't know this was coming. But on top of everything else, it is not a nice feeling of uncertainty to not know where we're going to be living in three
1: months i know but the thought of like moving to this house if if, like in a perfect world if everything works out i'm so excited
2: yes but we have no idea if it's we will keep everybody updated but we have no idea if it's going to work out but it would be the most amazing situation if it does but it might not so we will keep you all updated that's our uh our update is that we might be moving but (laughs) you know locally but we might be moving um what has been the the best thing about
1: quarantine? I think the best thing about being quarantined is I've always been kind of an introvert. I'm not really like I I I, I like to be in small social situations, so I miss my close friends that we see all the time. And I w- I, and I can't wait to go see them again. But the fact that I have an excuse just to stay home and not have to interact and have to ha- go out and do whatever I'm supposed to do. I'm kind of enjoying that. I'm kind mm-hmm. of taking advantage of that. You know, like I've been binge binge-watch- watching tons of shows and just we have our time alone. Like I'm, I'm I'm enjoying just kind of being lazy a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, at least I, like I said before, at least I have stuff to do. So I know I have things to do and that I'm going to be busy doing certain things, you know, for the podcast or, you know, working on the store website or all that stuff. But aside from that, I kind of like being lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm enjoying the fact that it's okay to be lazy.
2: Yeah, there's like no choice
1: yeah. to be lazy. Yeah, yeah, Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have to feel bad about it.
2: Yeah, and I feel like our kids have been sort of bonding. Um, I'm loving not waking up early. I hate waking up at 6 a.m. or 5.30 a.m. and getting the kids on the bus. Like... I really do hate that. So I'm trying to appreciate that aspect of it. That there's no rushing for the bus right now. Oh. Um, there is a lot of like fighting with the kids all day long about, okay, you've taken a 15 minute break. You need to do your work again. Like there's a lot of being on top of that. Our daughter is super self-sufficient. She's in high school. I'm not on top of her at all, but our boys a little bit more. Um, and what, that's been hard.
1: Wait. So what do you no? What do you like about?
2: I like I like not having to get them on the bus. I mean, our daughter's always been she's super easy. She's so good about it. Mm -hmm. Our boys are fucking pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like that aspect of it. Um, Yeah, I love not having to like our son had his 12th birthday and we did the drive by parade and people drove by and held up signs and stuff. I didn't have to fucking clean my house for anybody to come in it. I didn't have to order food for anybody to come in. I got a cake just for us. Like there was no, like I wasn't, I woke up that morning and I was like, our house is a mess, but who fucking cares? Cause nobody's coming in it.
1: Yeah. But it was really cool too. Like it was something that you would never do. Like, you would never have a birthday party of people driving by your house, honking the horns, having signs. No, so it, was kind it of wasn't a unique, ideal. It's not ideal, but it was a special, unique situation that I think- No, it was very special. For one year of his life, that's his birthday. And he remembers that. Hopefully that's, one year, I think yes. I'll remember that more than his birthday party from three years ago.
2: Well, the the question is going to be eventually with their kids and their grandkids, what was the coronavirus like? Our Our youngest son's teacher- said to them you know they you read all these they, there's a series for younger kids called I survived I survived Titanic I survived the Civil War I survived all these times and she's like you're living through one of those I survived moments and, you know, and the and the thing is going to be one day your kids and your grandkids are going to ask you, what was it like during that time? The same way, you know, we asked my parents when they were on our podcast, what was it like during Vietnam? What was it like when JFK was murdered? All these things. We are literally living through one of those things. You know, know for us, incredible. it was nine eleven. Yeah. Um, But this is, I don't want to say it's worse. It's a different thing but this is maybe longer. I, I don't well, know. Look,
1: a lot more people have died than 9/11. Yeah. You know. 11 times over by now. I mean, in so our country. This yeah. this is just something that it's its own thing that we've never experienced but like but we always compare it now to the Spanish flu back in 1912. Like that's 1912. A, no. No, 1917. No, 1918.
2: 1918?
1: The flu of 1918.
2: Oh. Oh, I was close. No, you were not.
1: It was the same decade
2: okay yeah, but good. like people in 1912 were like thank god there's no spanish flu right
1: now <laughs> well they had no idea what was coming for okay the coronavirus but, yeah. in 2020.
2: but they from 2020 know <laughs> the spanish flu of 1918
1: okay whatever year it was fine who cares
2: oh no big deal uh, <laughs> when they look back in 100 years are you gonna be okay if they're like the coronavirus
1: of 2032 i don't know ask me in 100 years if okay. i care about this right. <laughs> but it's the closest thing that we can relate to about No, we shutdown. can't relate
2: to anything.
1: I'm saying that's the closest thing that this comes For, as
2: a health phenomena. Yeah,
1: as a as a um virus spread to this mm-hmm. extent. Right. Right? All yeah. right. All right. I think we're a little drunk. We we should take another break. Okay. Let's sober up. Okay. And we'll be right back.
0: Okay. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card.
2: All right, I want to know uh, one thing you've learned about yourself as a parent through this.
1: Something that I've learned about myself? What uh, the fuck?
2: You're acting like you didn't answer these questions. Well, I
1: kind of didn't. <laughs> oh. I, I kind of read your questions. I like literally sent these to you four <laughs> days ago. Yeah. And you're
2: like, oof. Uh,
3: oof. First, first, what, did,
1: what what did I say? First of all, it was yesterday. It wasn't four days ago.
2: Yeah. It feels like four days ago. <laughs> Quarantine time.
1: Right. I haven't learned anything about myself. I think what I knew about myself was maybe exaggerated. Like the fact that (laughs) I said we would get to this later. Like I need to be constantly cleaning and cooking and doing all those other things around the house, which I, I like doing, but one thing that I've, I've maybe has been exaggerated where Nobody else does. (laughs) I'm the (laughs) only one who's doing. uh,
2: Are you so regretting at this point that you did not marry a woman more like your mom?
1: (laughs) No, not at all.
2: But I mean, I realize you're not going to say the truth because we're still quarantined together. Exactly. But is there a little part of you that's like, what the fuck did I do?
1: Well, we used to fight all the time about cleaning, how I wanted everything clean and spotless and, you know, and you didn't.
2: You make it sound very cut and dry. I was doing a lot of other things.
1: I'm I'm just saying how, like, I'm not OCD about cleaning. I'm not like with a toothbrush scrubbing the, you know, in between the tiles and the ground. I'm not doing that, but like the other day like i you posted a video of me i i shut off the kitchen i know you put a jump rope <laughs> I put a that sign- was
2: amazing i
1: put it put a sign up saying kitchen closed yeah. until <laughs> further notice and i completely like spot cleaned the entire kitchen the counters the floors i, I yeah. and then i opened up the kitchen and then everybody came in and they their dirty spoons were on the counter and that the was dirty weird. what yeah. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I just spent an hour cleaning. Like, I felt like a 50s housewife. You know, like, mm-hmm. here I am, like, cleaning up for everybody, mm-hmm. cleaning up after everybody, and all you do is come oh, in. Oh, you've so
2: been the household bitch.
1: I have. But the worst part is, for me, is that I kind of enjoy mm-hmm. doing it. So I'm not mad. I yeah, get I
2: frust- don't want you going back to work at
1: all. <laughs> I get frustrated sometimes, I, I, and I get a little Pissed off when I'm doing this and there's no respect whatsoever about everything that I'm doing, but I, I, I kind of, I enjoy it. So (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome. You
2: really, uh, you have stepped up to the, for sure. Like, okay, we, we we've spoken, we've done many episodes before about all your shortcomings. I hate to say that, but you know, we've done the gambling episode and the, isn't it supposed to be more beautiful than this? And the guilt episode. And, and I I think there are two kinds of responses, right? There are responses that say, I'm a bitch and I shouldn't harp on those things. And there are responses that say, why the fuck are you still with him? And the, the truth of everything is that people have their, you know, their strengths and their weaknesses and and they go through their good times and their bad times. And you have more than stepped up to the plate for this. And this has been... You have been, you know, a lot of times I hear people talk about, you know, when they post on Facebook about their spouse, he's my rock and he's my this. And there have been times in the past that I'm like, fuck you. Like, I'm the fucking rock in this situation. I am so not the rock in this situation. Yeah, I agree with you. You are the rock in this situation. (laughs) Um, You know, emotionally, I think when the kids need physical affection, it's me and all the, uh, but you have been unbelievable through this and i'm super grateful and thank you (laughs) and it's been fun in so many ways and i don't want you to go back to work not just because you're my bitch (laughs) but because i like to be with you and this has been and and we're good i think we're good at balancing the time of letting each other go up and rest and coming back together and saying like let's watch something, or let's hang out or let's play a game and it's been a good balance
1: well i think i think it says a lot that we really have not been fighting at all during this whole thing. Yeah. And there's been a lot of reason to fight during this. I think so, because this is what we used to fight about. This is, these were our big arguments. And for so many years it was, you know, understanding, okay, she's not clean. Like I have to, you know, put that aside and realize the things that she does that is good. And I guess it was so many years of prep that led up to this point point. Where I'm just like, okay, fine. This is what it is, you know? And...
2: Yeah, I I think that the forgiveness right now is a huge aspect of things. Of you forgiving me for being not on top of being clean. And you've been so forgiving of me feeling like I'm exhausted and needing to up and rest. And I think I've been forgiving of you for all the past shit you've put me
1: through. That was so long ago. Because
2: you're making up for it. Now, like... I think there's a big thing to be said right now for forgiveness and just being like, uh, I need to find the reasons of the, of like, that I'm happy to be quarantined with this person.
1: Well, I, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, through all the shit that we've been through, the one thing that you said to me was you were dealing with so much shit at one point. You just want to be felt like a princess. You just want to be felt like you're being taken care of. Would you say that's happened?
2: Yeah, I think it took a quarantine to do it. (laughs) But yes, I think that you being home, um, yeah, this has been an extraordinary situation for us.
1: I I, I would think the answer would be yes.
2: Yeah, I think there are a lot of people out there who are fighting, which I get. I think there are also a lot of people who are realizing like this is the benefit of my partner and – and yes, I have been I have been nothing but thankful and grateful for you being home. I've loved every second of it.
1: So you're saying yes. I've yeah, been, been treated like a princess. Oh. Treated <laughs> like a
2: princess? Um Oh really? Yes, you have well, a princess. No, yes, you have stepped up. You've been
1: amazing. <laughs> oh
2: man, I don't know. A princess like tours the world and stuff. Okay, are I'm you... waiting for that. <laughs> all right. Yes, no, you have been incredible. Yeah. I'm I and and there are reasons first, for all the people out there who's who have people out there saying to them, "Why have you stayed with your spouse?" And you've known that there's a reason, and people don't understand it. Yes, this is. I've always known that you are. An incredible human being and it's coming out right now.
1: Thank you. Yes. It just took a quarantine.
2: It just took a fucking coronavirus. <laughs> um Do you want to get
1: to some polls or do you want to I was just
2: gonna say like what have you learned about me as a parent through I just, all
1: of this? I just kind of explained all that. Well,
2: but I think that I'm like a loving I've been like a loving <laughs> parent. If I'm there's like one thing to s-
1: if there's one word to say to explain Danielle, it's loving.
2: Oh thank you. I appreciate and that's that it. that's the only word um I'm trying to see if there's any other questions that I wanted to say. Oh, have there been any celebrities or people that you're following or keeping in touch with that you have been like really what?
1: um i I don't really i'm not you know I don't do the celebrity thing really. I've been watching Jimmy Fallon every day. I think he's doing like a really good job with mm-hmm. his like doing you know with his wife and his kids. I've been watching um Stephen Colbert, I've been, you know, enjoying watching that. But for me, no, like it's not like one celebrity. Other than watching kind of the two of them, it's more just been watching shows. Do
2: you want to uh, address your hero Elon Musk at no, all?
1: No, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised.
2: People are finding out the truth about who their heroes right, are.
1: I'm not surprised. The guy is a very. Do quirky... you want to say a little
2: about about what he said? Or, I know it's getting a little bit political, but I think anybody would be upset What about was his tweet? What are you saying? Uh, free America Now.
1: Free America Now. And then he, he had another one.
2: 60, we're at 67. This is We're at March, uh, May 2nd. I'm sorry. We're at May 2nd. 67,000 deaths in the United States. So there's nobody... If you're denying that there's an issue right now...
1: Yeah, I don't know he to had tell another you. tweet that said something like "I'm but, selling everything." No, yeah, y- you know, or something like that. I it, don't was it was just a bad situation. Yeah, I know. Like, and I saw a lot of retweets and people commenting on what he said and saying, "Oh my god, my hero!" And now mm-hmm. he did this. You know, and I get it. Um, he's a quir- like he's too smart for no, us. No, quirky is not. It, that's not an excuse. No. It's, no excuse. All right.
2: it's terrible. Uh, yeah, I've been watching, you know, and following Chelsea Handler. She's hilarious. I love her. I pretend that we're friends. Um, I've made a few new friends from this, like during quarantine, where I've like connected celebrity with friends? people. Well, we've had a lot of celebrity followers, new celebrity followers from uh Instagram. We have a lot of new people and a lot of new celebrities following us, I think because everybody's home and they're you know, just looking for they're available. (laughs) They're con they're looking for content. So that's been fun. But yeah, we've um I've I have made a few really good friends from this. Um, just people who I didn't realize had the same political values as me and um, you know, believed in the same social issues that I do. There's been some really good things that have come out of this. My one thing that has been problematic for me, I'm not saying I don't agree with it. Of course everyone should wear a mask. I am highly upset about the mask situation
1: oh really what do you mean
2: i get really bothered by my friends posting like them in a mask on facebook and it really it and and everyone should be wearing a mask i get it Mm -hmm. i i i'm not saying don't wear a mask absolutely wear a mask that saddens me
1: Uh, yeah i get that because
2: seeing the pictures of my like i love my friends faces I love seeing their faces. I love seeing their smiles. And that has been really hard for me to see the posts on Facebook and they're changing their profile pictures. I'm not saying don't do it at all. I I, I get it. We have to do it. But that, to me, has been like a shot to the heart.
1: Yeah. I I also think part of it is we never thought in America – like, we always saw pictures of people in other countries and, you know, China or, you know, that people wear masks on a daily basis, you know, when the bird flew Yeah, in New out. York
2: City, you see the, you know, people wearing masks around. Uh, and other... you look at them
1: like, like, what are they doing? Like, why are they wearing them? You know, and now all of a sudden, no, this is, this is America. This is, life, yeah. this is America. America. Now, we as Americans have to wear masks and we have to, like, live like we've kind of Looked at these other countries and like, what are they doing? Like, why are they, mm-hmm. it's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. And now that's us. So it's, it's very bizarre for us to have to live like this now. And it's going to be for a long time.
2: Well, we'll see. Hopefully, there'll be a vaccine or a treatment or something. I'm I'm hopeful. Mm. I'm holding out for hope. Well, at
1: least the rest of this year.
2: And our son's sleepaway camp just uh, contacted us yesterday and was like, "Yeah, that might not happen." So there's you know there's a, a whole lot of, and we have a, um our nephew was supposed to graduate high school. Um, you know, I have a lot of good friends whose kids were graduating high school, and I feel for all of them and. You know, the the, just all the disappointments of what's happening, Um, you know, all the disappointment of of kids who were supposed to go and do things. And um, I I just I feel for everybody because um, it's hard to even plan a summer right now.
1: Yeah, I don't think we're going to I don't think we're going to have a summer. I don't like we're not going to have a normal. Yeah, All I
2: care about is that our kids see their friends. I want them to be able to see their friends.
1: I, don't I, th- wanna, I think we may have like a, no more than 10 people at your house through the summer. I'm okay with that. Yeah, listen, me too.
2: I'm, the, I'm I'm upset about concerts being canceled and, uh, you know, Broadway and all that stuff because I don't want people to be out of work. But at the same time, I get why that stuff needs to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I just want to see the people I love. I want to see the people I love. Well, speaking I want to hug them.
1: What do you want to do when this is over? What's the first thing you would do? When this is yeah, when this is over if they said everything 's done, no worries what would you do
2: oh i 'm <laughs> going to physically attack all my friends i 'm going to physically attack all my friends right. i am going to i miss my friends so much I miss my sister i miss my brother i miss my sister in laws i miss my brother in laws like i miss Uh, you know i miss that connection and i can't wait to be able to you want to like tackle them
1: you want to (laughs) like
2: yeah i want to tackle them you know even we have a friend who lives around the corner from us who's a very good friend of ours and we walk our dogs together and she and i are very physically affectionate with each other and Mm -hmm. not being able to hug each other and kiss each other right now is really hard so i'm excited for all of that yeah (laughs) um what are your goals for the next couple of weeks? Like what if the like quarantine does have its, its perks, right?
1: Well, yeah, I think what it's enabled us to do is realize what's important. And if you know, so many people are struggling right now financially and however, however else you're struggling, you realize like if it's financially, what's important to you? What are you spending your money on? Well, you know, is it just the essentials and that's kind of what we've been doing and I'm appreciating that. And I kind of want to keep that going. If this was to end tomorrow, I want to make sure we're still doing that because even though like I have no income and I haven't for two months um, I'm on unemployment making a quarter of what I was making before we're still doing okay. Because we're not spending money where Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be, and we're still affording our life, you know, our daily or monthly lifestyle. And I want to continue. I haven't been stressed, and I should be more stressed about money. I really Mm -hmm. should. And I haven't been as stressed because it's not being pissed away in all different directions that I can't even follow. The
2: only. Money I've been spending really is on like, like I brought a a bunch of my friends have parents who live in the same elder, like 55 and over community as my parents. So every time I go and I bring my parents stuff, I try to drop off to my friends, parents, you know, like a little treat or something because they can't go to the stores Mm -hmm. and get um yeah but you know, it's,
1: it's funny because it's exciting to be like i got toilet paper <laughs> i can you know i got the toilet no and i got, to, I when got I, every, anytime
2: i get to text my friends and i'm like i brought your parents bagels they're like holy shit right. thank you like you're the fucking bomb and i'm <laughs> like dude it was just bagels they're like i know they haven't had bagels in three weeks <laughs> so, you know it's like just little things like that that are that are uh and we've all come together and done stuff. It's been kind of beautiful in so many ways.
1: Yeah, it's so funny how now like we used to be excited for packages to come every day because it was something fun that we bought. Right. <laughs> and now it's like, oh look, the Swiffer pads came. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah.
2: We got Lysol. and <laughs> yeah. Um, and your mom has been fantastic. She's been like cooking and delivering and um listen, we're all doing what we can do. Yeah. Um but all through this, our community who have been messaging me and everything, there we have gotten thousands of messages. I am doing my best to get through all of them. Um, it is slow. If you have not, I'll ha- do it. No, you will not.
1: I'll be happy to do it.
2: Um, I am trying my best to get through all of it. I read every single message. It just because I haven't gotten back to you doesn't mean I haven't read your message. It means I am trying so hard to work through them. Um, I see you all. I love you all. It is May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I see every single one of you. I love every single one of you. Um, we are in this together. If you have a moment to rate and review the podcast, we would love for you to do that. We'd be so grateful. Um, and yeah, we're just so grateful to you for sticking through us with this. And
1: um, So I guess we'll do like a separate with us. little bonus episode with all the polls. Oh fuck! I forgot yeah, about yeah, the it's polls. Too late. It's yeah, too late. It's too long. Fuck. But it's we'll okay. Do we'll do a second episode. Okay. We'll so we'll do, do an extra episode. episode yeah, for yeah, the week. yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll
2: and do we have time? Should we Not take really. another break? Nah. No.
1: No. Nah, we're an hour in. Oh. Yeah. We're, we're boring. We'll do. <laughs> Let's do another episode. Okay. We'll Just, do a separate. Yeah, separate. Episode. Okay. separate okay. Because there's so much. I mean, we could do a whole episode of the Right. Shit! I forgot about that.
2: Okay. Okay. So um, everyone stay well. Uh, reach out to your neighbor. Ask somebody if they're okay. We're all in this together. We love you and have a great week. Wait,
1: do you have a favorite memory so far while we were quarantined?
2: So my favorite memories, I would say, are um, we've been watching movies with the kids at night. Yeah. I'm going to put out a list. Some people have been asking for a list of movies that were our must sees for our kids. Yeah. We watched Defending Your Life last night. Um, Yeah. I think our kids have been fighting, but it also been completely bonding which has been amazing. I'm also finding that I really like the people we're raising.
1: I know. Yeah, we're they're, raising they're really, really good, good people. Kids. They're.
2: I also fucking hate them. Yeah. Like 100% I hate them. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> and, and each for their own reason. Yes, they <laughs> all suck. I fucking hate them. They should all go find their own place. But at the same time, they're really good people.
1: I think my favorite thing that we've done is our casino that we, yes, set up. we set up we studio. turned our pool table into a craps table. Yes. We set up a blackjack, blackjack table, jam. roulette. Yes, <laughs> that
3: was super. I think that's going to be that a memory. Again. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's been a memory that no one's ever going to forget. All right, forget let's here. do that again. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Love you. Love you. Bye.